remember a conversation I once had with my high school buddies. It was probably the first time we ever thought about the idea of getting old. And we were talking about what that might be like. And then one friend piped up at one point and just says, well, I better die before somebody has to change my diaper. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and a lot of people have, I've heard a lot of people say that since. And there's nothing wrong with the hope of a good death, of kind of not wanting to be suffering for a long time leading up to death. But I think usually what that comment is tied to is actually the horror of the idea that somebody would have to help me in that intimate way in my life. And I never want to get to the point where I'm incapable of looking after myself and somebody else might have to look after me. I think that's how Peter felt when Jesus came to wash his feet. Because washing feet is, is one thing. Washing feet in Jesus' time was a whole other thing. And Peter, and every other disciple, Peter was just the only one brave enough to say anything, were horrified at the idea that Jesus, their Lord, their teacher, should do the work of a slave, should touch their dirty feet, their feet that are marred by all of the places that they have gone that they shouldn't have gone, and he is the one that comes down and washes their feet. The disciples never even washed Jesus' feet, and Jesus now washes theirs. Why is this so important? Why is it that in the Gospel of John, John doesn't say anything about the Eucharist at the Last Supper, and instead is the only one to describe this event of Jesus washing the apostles' feet? He had to teach them that humility is love, and love is strength. Humility is strength. That's not a widely shared opinion, that to be humble is to be strong. We don't see that in the world. We might see like a nice photo op of doing something nice for somebody in need, but that's not humility. Because humility isn't kind of, it's not pity. It's not wearing down something good so that it doesn't look so good. Kind of wearing down something in ourselves so that we're not too elevated. Being truly humble like Jesus is to make enough space in myself for another. That's true humility. The horror of what Jesus did is that the teacher, the Lord, humbled himself to a degree where he made space for his apostles in his life, knowing that even amongst them was a denier and a betrayer and a doubter and a bunch of abandoners. He made space for each one of them in his life. Humility is making room in myself to embrace and accept the other as they are. This is one of my favorite lines from Pope Benedict. It's a way that he describes love with characterized by humility. 
He says, it is the capacity to wait in patience for what is not under one's control and to let oneself receive it as a gift. I'll say it again. To love, that is the capacity to wait in patience for what is not under one's control and to let oneself receive it as a gift. That's what Peter could not do. That's what Peter struggled to do. He couldn't let himself receive this gift from Jesus. And that's a lack of humility in him. And that is a lack of humility in us. When we struggle to allow space within our own life for the other person, it is a lack of humility. And if we lack humility, we will not be able to love like Christ. Jesus had to wash their feet. This is a central event, right? There's lots of things Jesus did, but there are very few that make it into our liturgies that we celebrate. It is this central because he had to show us that humility was strength. And we have to come back to that again and again. But he prepared them. He tried to. It's the idea that he says when the measure that you give will be the measure that you receive. Pour yourself out and you will be filled. It's the idea of those who have, more will be given. This is what we are being invited into in the life of Christ. This is what Jesus does for the apostles. Because for every human person, we are all tempted with the danger of withholding, of protecting, and of controlling. And if we try to withhold, or to protect, or to control, love is impossible. Love does not exist with those things present. But we all have the temptation to lean that way. Because the reality is, it is impossible for any human person to humbly love in that way unless it's been done to us first. We cannot go into that space of humility, of making room for another, and all of the dangers that come with doing that. Don't deny that. There is a huge vulnerability and anxiety in making room for another in your life because you are leaving yourself exposed to be taken advantage of and hurt and manipulated and the whole list. That's what happens when you enter into that fray. The only way that we can enter into that fray is if it has been done to us first, which is why Jesus does it for his apostles first, which is why St. John in his letter says, in this we know love, that God has loved us first. And Jesus perpetuates this gift in two primary ways in the life of the church in the sacrament of the Eucharist, and in the sacrament of holy orders, instituted on this night all those years ago. 
He instituted this humble love in the Eucharist by giving of himself. That in this sacrament, every time we come to Mass, Jesus is saying, I offer myself to you. Will you make room in yourself for me? He humbles himself so much that he comes to be present within the fragile pieces of bread and wine. And he humbles himself so much that he allows us to take him into our hands. He humbles himself so much that regardless of what state we are in in our life, if we choose to receive him, he comes. One of the things that, whenever I'm reminded of it, read sometime, long time ago, when I was first ordained, Jesus is obedient to the priest at the altar. That when the priest speaks the words that he spoke at the Last Supper, he is obedient to the will of the priest to come and be present for all of us. Every consecration is an extreme act of humility of our God towards us. And the second, holy orders, priesthood. The priest is intended to be the man of service. Now, realistically, I probably know every one of you here have had at least one experience, if not multiple, of a priest not being that, of priests not letting Christ love them first so that they can love his people second. However, one of the reasons that celibacy is part of the priesthood in our Roman Catholic tradition is that celibacy is that act of humble service that in willingly saying no to good blessings and gifts in this life of marriage and family life, the humility to make room in the priest's heart to be able to serve God's people is the reason celibacy is tied so closely to the priesthood. This is the goal of every priest in the church is to allow this gift of celibacy to humble him, to make room within his own heart for God first and then God's people second. And the rejection of celibacy becomes a rejection of humility, becomes a rejection of that love of Christ. This is the gift that we celebrate tonight. This is the gift that we will carry over into tomorrow on Good Friday. This is why the washing of the feet is so central to our understanding of these gifts of the Eucharist and of priesthood in the life of the church. Because Jesus had to prove to his apostles and to us 2,000 years later to be convicted that humility is strength.